All right, so welcome to Demon Road Diaries, but we are Skyping from separate homes right now, so it's Demon Home Diaries, I guess that's mm -hmm. what we'll call it. Demon um, Live Journal. Demon Live Journal. Follow me on Live Journal. Um, this is episode five, technically. Yeah, let's go with this. Yes. And we have a special guest with us today. Um, but to introduce ourselves first, um, I am the Music City Messiah, the savior from 615. I am Caden Green. I am the uh, bastard son, Ronnie Rios. I'm the necessary evil and your problematic fave, Chelsea Durden. And today our special guest is... Teddy oh, this Stigler. is where I introduce myself. Oh, shit, you did it. Oh, shit, I fucked it up. <laughs> well, now we have to throw the whole thing out. All right, I'm going to drum roll again, right? And our special guest is... Oh, okay, so do you say it or do I say it? You can say you it. You say it. Oh, oh I say it. <laughs> I'm Teddy Stigma, you idiots. Hey, he said the thing, yay. <laughs> Um, so, so we are in the middle of the apocalypse and no better, uh, guest to have with us than, um, a man who was once a mad scientist, if I remember correctly. What? Well, that's it's... speculation. Somebody that may have looked like me. Sure. Yes, Dr. Yes. Theodore has never been seen in the same room as Teddy Stigma. That's true. Uh, uh, true, 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 but technically the Orange Studio is one big room, and I was in the back, and he was doing science out there for everybody with a, with a somewhat bloody nose for some reason. So strange. Uh, so, yeah, Teddy? Think, uh, what? You, you, science accidents happen, you know. Fair, fair. Um, so Teddy, what what is up? What's with life? I know you uh, just came off integer reserve for us to uh, not have a mania week. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I pro I was on the injured reserve for mania week too. I, I pretty much just I, I I take my chances and wrestle at mayhem because it's it's fun. And uh, uh, pretty much everywhere else, I haven't actually been wrestling that much because. Uh, my injuries come and go as they please at this point, it seems. So I was, uh, I, I was at Fest. I won the Wild Man, the Wild Thang Cup at Fest. Mm -hmm. And during that match, I did something to my shoulder. And later in the day, I wrestled in the championship match, which uh, didn't help my shoulder situation at all. Um, and then I didn't really bother with it for like a couple of months because I was just doing what dumb idiots like me wrestlers do which is just pretend you don't have injuries and uh, i finally got it checked out and i like tore some ligament in my shoulder or something nice. so that would technically have to get surgery but i've just been doing physical therapy and stuff so you know you know it's always something so like if i was a younger uh, uh more spry person well i probably wouldn't have got injured in the first place but if i did I'd recover and just be right back at it. But tell you what, guys, whew, 
getting up there these days. Feel ya. I feel ya. So, you know, uh, mayhem is fun, and I love mayhem. Yes. And, uh, and that's pretty much what I do now. Um, well, I have to say, we love mayhem, too. We've had the opportunity to work for you guys, and that was one of... It was both a, a positive and a challenging experience, just because... Uh-huh. Um, I, I we get we had the we had the the privilege of wrestling the ugly duck queens again, and uh, I went I've watched that match a few times and I'm like how the fuck did we wrestle for 27 minutes? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt and like it felt like 15. Yeah. It felt 15. Yeah. I yeah, totally. Me and Chelsea yeah, rewatched it the other night and I literally got to like the. 15 minute mark and was just like how did i remember all of this <laughs> yeah 15 is a great like mayhem match time generally like uh, like we don't you know you've been there so like we're not like trying to be bosses or anything we're just yeah. we're just wrestlers, you know so like uh you know like nobody's like barking orders or anything like that we wouldn't fucking dare so it's just kind of like hey you know make sure we don't have matches that in the same way and pretty much you you know everyone gets like a lot of freedom with their matches other than like you know if we have like specific stories that are supposed to be told but like i'm sure you with you guys i don't remember because it was more than like three days ago but i'm sure with you guys uh um it was a ducklings match so it was just kind of like whatever do whatever you want yeah and, i mean uh, that hey was... man if that means going 27 minutes then, then so be it <laughs> yeah no they, we, we we got a lot of positive feedback from it it was just one of those things where yeah it was like you ever been in a match where you were like you didn't feel like you were it wasn't your match it was just like i just played a part in it <laughs> um Sure, plenty of times. They're called Battle Royals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, what I love to do is like, like we get into a situation sometimes, I think, especially when we're working tags, where it's like, we've been tagging long enough to where like, you you have your formulas and you have your style. And it's like, so it's always weird when like, you get put in a situation where someone has a much different idea of what they want to do. And and it's just like, all right, I'm going to do this to the best of my abilities because I think I'm a good pro wrestler, but it's just, it's not me. So that's why oh, that match always felt a little weird. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn the microphone around and ask you a question. Go for uh, it. So like, what was the, um, like doing that match? Cause so the whole situation with that match was not all of the ducklings were able to be there. So mm-hmm. Mikey filled in because uh, mm-hmm. Mikey is a is a hero, um, and uh, and he fills in, and so the match uh, um, ends up being uh, who was in the match? Mikey and Rob. Rob Rob Kilgore. Uh, right. Not, okay. Um, so yeah, and and Mikey's not like a. Lance replacement, you know what I mean? Like he's not like that's just not his style. So like, what was the what was different about the style for you that made you feel like it wasn't your baby? Um, I think because um, and this is no um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm 
criticizing Rob at all because it's not a criticism. It's literally like I, I, I feel like Rob is very passionate about professional wrestling. He's very passionate about how he wants to have matches. Mm-hmm. And I think we hadn't had a match with because we've wrestled them a few times and we just I never had a match with him where I felt like I could confidently say to him like that's not the right way to do it let's do it my way and so I think that match was very much of like we wanted to just say yes to everything so that within reason just so that I could we could prove to him that we could have his match Right, right, right. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I think I think the ducks do do they they are so their own style and their own thing that like I mean I, I've run into that a million times uh on the indies where mm-hmm. um where you kinda like when there's like a team that's got that's so like the ducks are, are, are so unique and very much their own things and they mm-hmm. and they know what they have and what gets them over and stuff. So they, exactly. they do thing. They have their playbook, you know? And so like, yeah, you can definitely uh, end up in situations as a tag team. Cause you know, I remember this, especially from being on, uh, from doing the savages was like, um, and you know, we'd get like guys coming into FIP that like had kind of established names and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and you don't want to like, um, you know that they know their shit and their shit that's going to keep them over or get them over. But like at the same time, <laughs> you've got to be like, well, we have our unique style too, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I can see what you mean. I think, I yeah. think that's, and that doesn't, that's not a critique or that's, yeah, it's not like a criticism in any way. It's just like sort of this, the nature of the beast, I guess. It's just like how things happen, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. I just, every, always, every time, Go ahead. Too, sorry. Like, oh, sorry. Well, like, in a weird way, um, as a, this might be too inside baseball, I don't know. But, like, calling matches is a skill that, like, not every wrestler has. And not, I'm not talking about, like, how good they are at telling the story or whatever, but just, like, the, the social interaction of, like, calling a match. Like, I personally feel like I suck at it sometimes because like there's um, sometimes in wrestling, there's this weird like machismo aspect or something. I don't know. I'm not saying this is what happened with you guys in the ducks. I'm sort of ranting off on other shit now, but like there's like a a, a weird thing that happens when you're calling matches where like some people will, um, I don't know, make sure they get their shit in, (laughs) I guess. But it's deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I I think you I think you hit something there, which I was trying. I think I think that's what I was trying to get at was like, I, I, and it's not it's not only with the Ducks. I think we've had this with other teams where it's like you feel like you're both have the same goal, but you speak different languages. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that that like every time I like try to call a match with some people it's like there's some people i can call a match with and it's like we are just two symbiotic fluid beings and we just are on the same page and everything was easy and then there's some people i try to talk to and i'm like the second my mouth opens i feel like i don't know anything about wrestling what am i doing 
Mm. Like, you know, like there's like this weird intimidation that comes over you or this weird like dead like oh so fuck i just deep, my brain just rebooted and i don't know anything dude i had the worst thing happen this is a story about chase stevens oh. um i had a match it was me and drennan and like the not even the savages days we were just kind of like goofing around teaming sometimes and um we drove up with him and mikey it was a whole a van full of us to West Virginia and we wrestled outside of an abandoned insane asylum. Kid you not. And um, in the mountains of West Virginia, like it was nuts. Uh, And, uh, and we wrestled in a tag match. It was me and him versus Chase Stevens. And I, Oh, and I think, I think, I think it might have been Stro Maestro, you know, from WCW uh, when, (laughs) He introduces himself as the Stro, uh, <laughs> like when he shakes your hand. He's like incredible. Like the Stro, but it's the Stro. Like, like, because his name is Maestro. Yeah. But is he like, is he like trying to like, the, like the Jeff Jarrett thing, like the Stroke? But it said he's the Stro. Maybe it's oh, like I the don't hip. Know. Well, anyway, just, maybe he doesn't have rights to it anymore. Like, doesn't have rights. WCW might have rights to Maestro. Which is like a relatively common word, but like, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so what was, well, what happened? What happened in West Virginia? <laughs> what were we talking about? Chase Stevens. Yeah, yeah. He came up to us after the match, and he like had some critique, and I don't remember what it was, and it was a perfectly valid critique. And my dumb ass stammered out, "Well, I haven't done babyface tag team." work in a while and he was just like what the fuck he's like yeah well you're a wrestler you're supposed to be able to be your baby face you know basically he's always i was like yeah no i i know i I know (laughs) anyway these are the social interactions i'm talking about being terrible no i've i've definitely been at least i could say for myself i've definitely been guilty of saying dumb shit like that we do that I mean, y'all are a step above me who barely knows how to sing, string a sentence together anymore. It's like, all right, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, I sound like I'm going through a drive-thru. Let me get a... I'm like, where do I put... What do I do with my hands? Do y'all still have the... Uh... Oh, I I think you haven't... Maybe maybe there's a rest, there's an old wrestling trick that a lot of us utilize... And it's the it's it's the word fuck. And yeah. so if you're trying to think of the next thing you want to do, if somebody's like, so what do you want to do after that? And you're like, dude, you know what I'll fucking do is I'll fucking uh fucking um you know I'll fucking uh I'll fucking take the, the I'll fucking I'll fucking get you on an underhook, you know, and then you just figure <laughs> out what you're gonna do. But instead of saying uh, you just say fucking over and over again. Yes, I like to say fuck off a lot, like when I'm talking about like some filler bullshit that like really fuck doesn't somebody. matter. It's like, so I'll just, I'll just fuck you off over here. And then oh, you yeah, fuck yeah. me off. And like, we're all fucking each other <laughs> up. It sounds like an orgy to anyone oh, yeah. who isn't a wrestler. Oh, my absolute and favorite. I'll just give you a big fucking dinosaur. And a big fucking dinosaur. <laughs> my absolute favorite call That's in funny, all of that. Calling a match. I've heard you say that. Anyway, go on. Fucking <laughs> nice. Ten out of ten times. Not the dinosaur thing as much. Just the fuck offs. I like the oh, fuck yeah. off. 
the my absolute favorite thing in backstage calling of a match is when there's like some kind of big multi-man like at least six dudes are in the match and they'll have some big waterfall comeback or whatever and it's like you just see a dude walk around a room going fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you <laughs> just like fake punching people like it's my absolute favorite it's like that uh, that scene from half baked where he's like fuck you fuck you is that half baked yeah, well, like, yeah. Basically, he's like, he's like cool. right, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. I'm not gonna do anything to you." And then, "Fuck you." That's. It's not. I mean, it is half baked, but it's a parody of um the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, it's, what movie is that? Oh, Dead Air, Dead Air. Fucking um uh fucking fucking uh. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. That's the oh, it's from Jerry Maguire. I, that's the only movie I can think of where Tom Cruise is screaming Maguire. "fuck you" to people. Yeah. Well, that in uh, what's it called, uh, Tropic Thunder. He's oh. like a cursing machine in that movie. God, that's his best role ever. <laughs> it is. Um, Teddy. So I yeah. want to circle this back around because you mentioned Mills, and obviously that's a big focus of your professional career at this point. So yeah. if you if you want to get into it kind of because Mills has been around for a minute now and it seems to be you know pandemics aside was picking up some steam and is doing some cool work in the Florida scene so kind of where did that idea come from and kind of how do you feel about the work you guys have done so far so it it happened originally so this April would have been our two-year anniversary and um and so uh to give you like a time frame so the original mayhem on mills show was put on by this uh local dude named rich and rich is uh like uh, he's in a you know like punk band he's like uh he had a record store he's got a record label he like promotes music shows like he's just all he's a man about town up in that like mills 50 district and um and he does this uh had been doing and still does turnbuckle tuesdays at will's pub total punk turnbuckle tuesdays i gotta Mm -hmm. get the name right and um where he just like would spin old punk records and like old vinyls and uh play like 80s florida wrestling on the projector on the wall and so it was this extremely niche thing that he just did because he thought it was cool and uh sounds like nice yeah (laughs) and uh and so somehow this became him talking to drennan and being like dude let's see if we can let's like why can't we put on a show out in the parking lot and it was on the side the other side of wills from where we've been running where the surface is a little more uh level although not very um and so drennan then hits me up with my you know knowing how to run wrestling shows a little bit and so he's like, hey, you know, let we're doing this thing. Can you, you know, get us a ring or whatever? So I didn't really help out a lot with that show. I just did a little bit. And then I was co-hosting it because my knee was injured at the time. That was right after my surgery. So it wasn't injured, whatever. It was after my surgery. So so I was injured, so I co-hosted that show. It was a blast. Somehow, uh, Drennan walked away with, like, a little bit of money in his pocket. And uh, he was like, we actually, like, drew a crowd. So then – me, him, and Rich kind of got together and decided to turn it into this, you know, actual thing where we want run regular shows. So, yeah, now it's gotten to the point where we do the Orange Studio indoor shows and we still do our sort of uh, our big 
our big pay-per-views, if you if you will, our Summer Slams and Manias, all that outside at Will's Pub. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a whole lot to say about Mills. I can keep going. You can cut me off at any time. Just give me the Iggy, well, brother. Well, I would say that we could say because um, you know, I know that me and uh, Kaden had a really positive experience with you guys, like in terms of how you guys operate as promoters. Um, you know, the crowd there is the kind of crowd we love to play towards, like that older kind of hipster wrestling crowd that like is, is down for the silliness and down for the good times. Um, and just, yeah, but just overall, just like a great environment, the locker room, um, all the, you know, everybody got paid, nobody got carnied, you know, <laughs> which is something I still am amazed. I still have to complain about in these days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess I would say just like, you know, um, was this you and Drennan's like first time really working as promoters in kind of what is your philosophy in terms of like the product you want to put out? My, my first time promoting actually was for quests, Q W E S T quality wrestling every single time. And that was, um, which was Bubba's idea. So I trained at Team 3D, and so Bubba wanted the school to be regularly running shows. So he just kind of was like, we'll start running shows. So we were like, okay. So like me and Mikey and Drennan, among others, all kind of worked together to run those shows. Um, Drennan's great with like booking people in in good matches or matches that are going to be good. You know, he's great at, like, recognizing talent and people. He's one of the – I mean, like, Troy Hollywood is so good. And, like, Trenton saw him on ACW shows or whatever where he, like, wasn't – nobody was, like, giving him the time of day for some reason. He was like, this guy's freaking good. I have, and, I have, a, I have, a, I have a quick side note on that because I trained with Troy. He was in my class. Oh, oh shit, and, really? Yeah, yeah. No, that was actually a fun thing that we got to talk about. Um, when the show that we worked for you guys, yeah, my class had Strikes, Hollywood, Hunter, and Aria all in it. Yeah, and, yeah. And we all were on one show together at that one mill show. And I kind of I looked at Hollywood and I was just like, man, this is really cool. Like, we're not all here because this is like a Jay Lethal show. We are all here because we all worked and got ourselves like noticed. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just that really strong feeling of looking around and seeing your classmates and i remember i watched him wrestle serpentico at one of your shows just when i was just coming to hang out and help and um you know it was really i almost cried because i like i knew how good tori was when he walked in on day two of wrestling school right. and so like to see this crowd like i saw the birth of troy hollywood and i got to hear this crowd just chant for him and cheer him on and say his name and like i just gave him like the biggest hug and i'm just like brother you're fucking doing it i love you yeah he's he's killing it man i i, I, I could couldn't ask for a better champ and uh that match with serpentico was incredible yeah um so like uh yeah man uh I don't know. So that's like, you know, we, we, we've kind of had our, our forays in the past, but I guess philosophy wise, it's changed because back then Bubba was like very old school and old school in wrestling means total carny shit and like anti, essentially anti worker shit. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, they, they should be happy to be wrestling on the show kind of stuff. Um, so like, 
which is like that that was the the mindset you know um and he he wanted us to like he wanted everyone on the show to sell 10 tickets and then and he's like you're paying your dues why the fuck not and he's so he's like everyone should, should sell 10 tickets nobody um but he's like but everybody gets paid to be on the show so we did pay everyone 50 bucks to be on the show but if they were selling 10 tickets but was like look at the profit margin here you know and i'm like well then why <laughs> but uh but I that like it, it didn't really like work out that way like not everybody sold that many tickets like you know and then he's like well if they don't sell the tickets they're not allowed to be on the show and i'm like but we booked the show like two months in advance you know <laughs> like so like we made posters <laughs> like but um so quest was was a huge learning experience but i'll be goddamned in four shows we went from drawing about 150 people at the downtown rec center to run it at this place that was called the Mellow Room, right in between Kissimmee and Orlando. It was an awesome spot to run a wrestling show, but it doesn't exist anymore. And um, and we drew like six or six or seven hundred to that show. That was our fourth show. So like, the good thing about learning that shit from Bubba is that he knows a lot of the other old school tricks from getting asked about the shows and everything. And um, and I learned a lot from all that. So I took that knowledge, the good parts of it over to mayhem and um you know and then as far as like dude we're we're also workers like me and drennan wrestle the the rich does a lot of the big promotion stuff because he's the promotions guy but like everything else comes it all comes down to like we're not just like ethically i believe that the wrestlers should all be taken care of our outdoor shows were like grilling outside everybody can have like hot dogs and burgers and shit there's obviously always water and uh gatorade um uh our um uh, uh i totally lost my train of thought everyone gets paid as you mentioned you know um yeah we're not we're not like that's how it should be but also how it sort of translates if you want me to be a capitalist about it which i hate being well when you take care of the wrestlers and the workers who make your product what it is guess what like they have good matches like because they like being there you know um but again i don't even look at it that way i look at it from a way more humanitarian perspective but if i were to be an asshole capitalist it that's how you would look at it but yeah. wrestling workers tend to not understand that um and you know they're like okay you can cram a bunch of people in a in a gymnasium uh in a sectioned off part of a gymnasium with like no food for eight hours pay them 20 bucks <laughs> and be like you know all right enjoy your four hour drive home like of course you're not going to get good matches out of that yeah. jesus what are you thinking? Yeah. yeah. And oh, the, fact that, the fact that, oh, man. Sorry. sorry. So the fact that you actually put like quality people in there too, that helps out a lot too. Cause it seems like a lot of these promotions, like the ones who want a hot dog and a handshake people and sure. uh, give people like, tell them, you know, I'm giving you an opportunity, brother. Those for people sure. are the same ones who, um, who bring in people who will wrestle for free um and try to like bring in like maybe three talents like from either indie fame or like washed up old fed people or something to try to 
um, you know, try to bring name stake right. when just delivering a solid product like what you guys are doing over there at Mayhem delivers so, so much better. Like you guys, if you guys yeah. were like, hey, we're bringing in fucking like, I don't know, some like like Disco Inferno or something. No hate on Disco <laughs> Inferno. But like if you're like, we're bringing in Disco Inferno to work our champion, I don't think anyone's going to give any fucks. Like they're going to be like, yeah, no, can you just have Troy wrestle Serpentigo again? Because that shit was fire. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I, I mean, it's it's quality product. It's like good wrestling. It's fun wrestling. Like, but I'm not going to lie, though. If Teddy, if you book Disco Inferno to wrestle Troy Hollywood, I'm fucking there. Well, no, <laughs> that's not outside the realm's possibility. All right. <laughs> No, I, I learned this lesson a long time ago, dude, and because because I've always kind of had this philosophy, even back when we were doing Quest, um, was like like one time we brought in Glacier, and it was just yeah. like why the why the fuck did we do that? Like people, he doesn't like Glacier is great, and it was like cool when like they were gonna uh, who brought him in recently? That was like a big like spring break or something. Yeah, did it. yeah, yeah. They did. It was Janella brought him in to wrestle Ethan Page. That makes sense, because that was like cool, and it was kind of like ironic and stuff. And it's like, all right, that's like where the world is now. But like when we put Glacier on the show, the only you know, name recognition he had was people were like, oh, yeah, remember WCW? And But, like, that wasn't enough for people to be like, oh, I'm coming to this. Like, I got to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's but it's exactly what you're saying. You can spend – you can get, bring in this one, like, kind of high-dollar guy, which means you have to pay everyone else less because, let's face it, like, there's very little profit in wrestling shows, generally speaking. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, so you, you – you, uh, um. So yeah, we we put Glacier on the show. Whatever it didn't, you know, it didn't necessarily help us draw more people. So the the whole again, if you want me to be a capitalist, the business model of Mayhem is don't bring in the the big name guy that you don't need because our we're advertising everything locally. We're doing just guerrilla marketing right in that area. There's tons of people that live there that are always wanting something to do, and it's like just a cool thing i'd say maybe 75 percent of the crowd at mayhem on mills is like not even people who watch wrestling regularly it's yeah. just like wild ass fun time and and that's part of the reason the crowd is so great man because they're not like jaded wrestling fans just yeah. having a fucking time it's great you can totally tell the difference it's um you know i've watched a lot of matches from Mills, but um, I went with Rios to the last show, and previously, you know, I'm I'm friends with like Aria Blake, Wolf Taylor, Kylan King, and they all said the same thing about Mills. They're like, it's so special, and yeah. I didn't really understand what that meant until I was actually there and I was just taking in this show, and I was like, yeah, this is special. Like I've never, you know, I'm dead inside, um, so actually just like producing a lot of emotion uh, for this show and just being amongst the crowd and seeing how much fun they were having at a wrestling show. I was like, hell yeah. 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 That's really good to hear. I love the, uh, the, the, um, 
what's it called? You know, like the, the I love I love hearing field reports about mayhem because I'm out there in the crowd too, just kind of looking around and seeing if I can like get a feel for it and everything. Just listen to what people are saying and stuff. Like at the last show, I heard somebody say, um, uh, "I'm just I'm just so amazed at this like wrestling culture, <laughs> you know, like so it's clearly not a wrestling." You know, it was like just some local person that was like, what is this? Like, this is nuts because it is. We're, we're yeah. all jaded. We forget wrestling is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, that, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, think so, you, I think you tap into a very specific um, perspective on wrestling that I think I think maybe at one time I know I had this perspective on wrestling. But, yeah, you do lose it when you become a wrestler, which is like. Wrestling for a lot of people, especially older people, is like it's just another thing that they think is kind of cool and funny and they just kind of pay attention to it like on the outside as like an art form. So like people in that scene look at wrestlers the same way they look at like musicians or like TV personalities or stand up comedians where it's like, oh, these are just this is just like a crazy thing that I love and I love the personalities, but like they don't go in depth of like the art form and the craft and the history. Whereas like, if you're like a super wrestling fan or if you're someone who gets into the business, you learn all that stuff. And so I think you're constantly carrying that perspective with you at all times of like the history of pro wrestling, the technique of pro wrestling, the craft of pro wrestling, the formula of pro wrestling. And then you forget that like, Nah, bro, like, they're here because they know you're going to do some weird murder gymnastics and might be really funny. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah t- totally. You know, it's like uh, there's, like, tears, you know, I guess. Um, I would be remiss, though, if I didn't also acknowledge, like you said, that the, every wrestler on Mayhem Mills is, like, really, really good. That's the other thing, too. It's, like, we're, like it's, it's not a, you know, I don't want to sound crass but it's not a student show you know yeah. like it's, it's the people who they're there because they're good <laughs> but they're also generally local you know yes yeah not disco inferno <laughs> it's gonna happen but this saying this you're either good or you bring something very special to the table uh that's just in case we bring disco inferno <laughs> um so speaking of outside talent or the quality of a worker we do have a segment on this show called wrestle crush wednesday uh where we talk about wrestlers on the indie or the major levels uh anybody past present future um well i don't know how you do future but um, i just came back from 2020 and let me tell you about the cheese yeah (laughs) um so Teddy, we'll start with you. Is there a wrestler that you've never wrestled before, or maybe very had very limited interaction with, that you would love to have like a full-on singles match with? All right, I would probably go with somebody that I had a little bit of in-ring with, but it was in a ladder match with a whole bunch of other people at Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, I did hit him in the back with a flat-screen TV while he was climbing up a ladder. Uh, that was that was more or less the extent of it, and that would be Matt Cross. Mm. Uh, oh, he suplexed me onto a ladder in the corner too. Well, whatever. I still want to wrestle. Uh, <laughs> I man. Like <laughs> M Dog <laughs> is the man. <laughs> um, he uh, 
when I, I really got in, well, I was into wrestling when I was like 13 or whatever. And I did like, you know, backyard and shit like that. Of course. So I was a teenager and who liked wrestling and it was, you know, the year 2000 or whatever. Um, and, uh, but when I got to college, I stumbled upon this, um, uh, this video about these backyard wrestlers and they were Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition. Yes. The, and I watched that video and I was like, this is the most incredible shit. And it kind of like re-inspired me to, to do wrestling, you know, and like really get into it more. Like this dumb <laughs> backyard wrestling video with young Matt Cross <laughs> and Josh Prohibition. So yeah, I've had this like, this like odd connection with Matt Cross ever since then. Cause we've crossed each other, no pun intended on the Indies, uh, my entire time on the on the wrestling scene since like 2006 uh but like only ever actually wrestled a little bit in a ladder match so yeah i would like to have a match against matt cross yeah right, chelsea do you want to go um so i have a, a huge wrestling crush on uh diamante or diamante i'm actually not sure how it's pronounced Diamante. Yeah, okay. Um, Diamante. I, yeah, I can't um, watch wrestling with the volume on. I don't know why. Um, and this is gonna sound terrible that I didn't didn't know how to pronounce it because I've known her for like eleven years. I was there for her very first match, and the very first bump I took was getting shoved over her back, and. Um, for whatever reason, and she's so insanely talented. Um, and I've just, for whatever reason, I've never gotten the chance to wrestle her yet. Um, and I want to so badly. She's like, it's really cool, kind of like, what, like, she started wrestling probably like five or six years before I did. Um, so it was almost like watching each other grow up from afar, which was really cool and I've just been so thrilled for her for like all of the success she's seen you know with Impact and you know her spots on AEW and stuff and like as a friend I'm really proud of her and as just like a wrestler I just want to like tear it up in the ring with her hell yeah oh yeah Aaron what you got um uh, Holly Cromwell Cromwell mm. is my Russell Crush Wednesday for this episode. Uh, she does a witch gimmick. I also do a witch gimmick. I want to compare witch powers. I think I'm more. I think I'm a better witch, and uh, so I want to make that happen. You want to have a spell battle? Spell battle. Yeah, it'll be like a spelling bee, but like you know. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be here all week. <laughs> there's no Wrestlemania week uh, and tag wise I want uh, Jalex I want uh, Jamie Senegal and uh, Alex Ocean they just started tagging together but um, I want that shit because we had Jamie in that match with Effie like uh, over a year ago and mm-hmm. I don't think we touched I like we no I I touched well no because we caught the I remember specifically because 
they do a dive to the outside and like they kicked me right in the head and nice. not by not like because they're being unsafe it's just that's wrestling and uh, and i landed and it was so sweet because jamie just immediately turned to me and was just like you know how jamie is he has a very like angelic kind of flowery voice yes i've never heard them speak so aggressively like oh my god are you okay like (laughs) like they were so legitimately worried that i was hurt and i was like no i'm good i'm good brother um i would say for me i was i've been thinking about this teddy you you hit it you hit a chord with me about talking about how wanting to wrestle people that inspired you and, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that inspire me. There's a lot of people that I consider my heroes. Um, but most of them, like, either don't wrestle anymore or are, like, signed to major companies. Um, not that I couldn't happen, but, you know, I like to shoot reasonably. Um, and then I went down a rabbit hole of thought, and I'm going to stick with it, which is, so my biggest, one of my biggest heroes as a kid was Mick Foley. Yeah. And I I think that's evident in how I portray myself. Like, I'm a huge Cactus Jack, dude, love, Mick Foley, Mark, Mankind, all of it. And I'm never going to be able to wrestle him because he's never wrestling again. But he's got a son-in-law who decided that he's a wrestler now. <laughs> oh. But is he wrestling? Is Frank wrestling? I thought he's been, like, managing. Frank the Clown is a wrestler. Oh, that's right, Frank the Clown. I was like Frank. drawing a blank on that. Yeah. So I would love to just fuck it. This is the closest I'm getting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fight your son. <laughs> well, just hold out on Dewey. Maybe, maybe Dewey will. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I will cane Dewey. Like... <laughs> um, and then for tag team, um, me stay positive. Mainstay Posse, as always, I just always got to mention how badly I want to wrestle Mainstay Posse. Um, but then for another one, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that because because Frank works mostly for freelance. Um, uh, so uh, I've been I've been enjoying Matt Nix on my timelines, um, and we got to wrestle him and his uh, tag partner Castro at Fest this last big We Are Family show. But we only got to wrestle them for like four minutes because it was the opening match of uh, like a 10, 15 team tag team gauntlet match. Um, so I think it'd be cool to do. They were called the four star heroes. I, I would love to have like a, a solid 10 to 12 with those dudes. Yeah. Like really like kind of pull some shit. There you go. Oh, yeah. All right. So we got anything else? Any news? I mean, there's really not a lot of news because who knows what's going to happen with the world of wrestling? With yeah. The world, the world. Yeah, Teddy, you 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 seemed impassioned about some things, especially when we were <laughs> we were setting this up. So, is there anything you You're need to get like Shit to say. I don't. I, I have so many things. You just I got to get set off on something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts? So what are your thoughts on Jeff Bezos? And, uh, <laughs> well, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's, whew. okay. I think it's crazy 
that there is a world, that this world exists, where the, the gap between rich and poor has never been wider, so wide, in fact, that people like Jeff Bezos have how many billions of dollars? Thirty-six? Is that how much? Thirty-six no, billion dollars. No, more than that. I thought he was at like seventy. I thought he was at like seventy billion, something Jesus. like that. It doesn't even matter because no. the number is so no, big. It's like almost ninety. Ninety now? It doesn't even make sense, and it doesn't have to because it's so big that it might as well be made up. It might as well be fifty gagillion, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't even wrap your mind around a number this big. If if you make fifty thousand dollars a year, that would put you at, at the you know average American income, which I've never made that much in a year, but whatever. So mm-hmm. if you make fifty thousand dollars in a year, um, and you never spent the penny, and you saved every single dollar you made every single year, it would still take you two hundred years to make. T- million dollars do you know how many millions are in a billion a hundred a thousand 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 of them (laughs) so how many years would it take you to make a thousand million dollars and this guy has this many many times over dozens of times over so it doesn't even make sense the number doesn't make sense it's like trying to think about how many stars are in the universe so why is it that this guy has all this wealth and all this power and he can't pay his workers and a decent wage for one and on top of that provide health care or like any major benefits at all like better sick time or vacation time uh, he's just a modern day slave driver your labor that you are you are giving your body and your life for is is all going to the pockets of this one guy and he's giving you a pittance of that and saying that if you want more you just got to work harder while they're fucking building shock collars for people in the warehouses or whatever it's preposterous jeff bezos is the worst person on the planet and if i had the chance parody I would go into his giant mansion. <laughs> Parody. Should I keep going? <laughs> go, for it, go for it. All right. I don't know what I'd do. I, I'm not really into torture. Honestly, I'd probably just kill him and just leave it at that. Parody. 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 Uh, yeah, I was I was talking to someone yesterday, and I said, yeah, Lex, he's 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 like literally Lex Luthor, but we don't have a Superman to keep him in check. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard he once stole 40 cakes. 40 capes? Cakes. Oh, cakes? Why steal cakes when you have 90 Googleplex billion dollars? Because that's as many as four tenths, and that's terrible. That's a lot of cake. Okay, but he stole cakes? Like, ran into a cake store and picked up 40 cakes and ran out? Sorry, um, I'm from the internet, and um, sometimes I forget that not everybody is as heavily into meme culture as I am. Oh. 
No, no, I'll I'll just try to stop being so old. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, so Teddy, uh, we're probably gonna start wrapping things up. Uh, obviously, oh. yeah, this has <laughs> been a uh, been a uh, a tumultuous time for wrestling. Uh, wrestling Christmas got canceled. Um, yeah. And just not just wrestling, but like the world is kind of on hold right now. And Lord knows what this is going to mean in the long term. But what are some things that are maybe helping you stay a little positive, especially wrestling specific? Like are there things you're looking forward to, things you're working on or like anything you're kind of holding on to in terms of the future, especially the future of Mayhem on Mills? Right now, I'm just trying to figure out if I'm allowed to start quarantining yet, because apparently I have an essential job, which is doing air conditioning, uh, which is not essential because I'm putting it into a building that's not being used by anyone and won't be for quite some time. Uh, anyway, so uh, hopefully, though, once I um, uh, uh, am able to have some free time, I'm going to really get cracking on some videos I've been thinking about making. So that's kind of what's like keeping my mind active right now is coming up with ideas. Uh, if I'm not wrestling, I'm not going to be doing any promos. So I wanted to start doing something else. So uh, today I I posted the first one. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see the reaction it gets and so forth. But I just posted on Twitter just to kind of put it out there in the world. But I got this little uh, book of survival. So it's called the Book of Survival. It's got all these survival tactics in it, and I'm gonna start going through it and trying to build and craft all of the little like things that it has you do. You know, make a fire and cook something, or, or build a kite out of a handkerchief, that sort of thing. Should be pretty entertaining because I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna do a good job at any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say the the Teddy Stigma promo is might possibly and this is big this is a big statement as someone who grew up watching effie on his rise uh i said grew up like it happened when yeah i was, I was gonna say i was like 26 when it happened like 20, like 20, like 20, 20, 20, 20, i was a child in the ring um fucking the teddy stigma promo might be my favorite promo in wrestling oh that we've done like we did together no no like just teddy's promos like anytime teddy had a match and a promo came out for it i was just like fuck yes destination doing with the with the writing underneath that always adds to like a lot of the fun of it yeah 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 a lot of um actually a lot of a lot of deaf people have come up to me at shows uh, not a lot a couple and been like dude we really actually appreciate that you've been like subtitling your your videos and I was like hell yeah that's cool but there's also just the whole idea that like I can make extra jokes down there so yeah. like <laughs> even if what I said doesn't come out super funny I can just like make fun of myself or something and then it's yeah. great so yeah I'm glad they oh hey dogs dogs but no, nah, but like I was gonna say, legitimately, dude, those are some like like well, the funniest promos I've ever seen because they're just they're. What I love about them is that they achieve everything that a promo is supposed to do, which is it tells me what the match is, it tells me when it's happening, you explain to me the circumstances and the story and why I should be invested. But I just laugh the whole time. Right, and so, and to be fair, I I, I do appreciate it. Um. 
it's uh it's it's um it's a lot of fun to edit things because mm -hmm. you can you can pretty much get whatever you want out of it yeah. <laughs> that way well that was my, and the that only was... way to, get, to do everything you just said in one minute which was really my goal. I was like, I need my promos to be less than a minute because nobody watches anything for more than a minute anymore, mm -hmm. including myself. So like, uh, yeah, like I was like, man, I got to keep everything under a minute, but like, how am I going to like achieve all these goals? And I was like, well, if I just rant for 20 minutes and then cut out the important parts, bing, bang, boom. So that's basically what I do every single time. <laughs> I, I love it. No, that's why our promo with you for a match we did is, Still, if if it's not my favorite promo, it's definitely top three. Yeah. Like, just because we had the greatest, because I love dumb little tweet indie things. So, like, we try to be this scary monster gimmick, but I still love that, like, we were doing this whole Thanos gimmick because it was right when Endgame came out. And we, like, fucked up the take and, like, the shots yes. didn't line up and it wasn't going to look right. So we just kept all of it in of you just being like, oh, wait, where do I stand? Uh, okay, <laughs> cool. All right. I'm Teddy Stigma, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was like, <laughs> I watched it. I was like, did they know they were supposed to cut this or what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, the way it worked out was, was, was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was, it ended up being very, uh, a very Teddy Stigma situation. So it was great. All right, Teddy. So, uh, anything you want to plug, anything you want to shout out, anything you want to promote while we uh, sign off here? Whatever, at Teddy Stigma, and um, if you got any extra cash, uh, you know, the Bernie Sanders website is doing COVID-19 relief, so I would say, I don't know any other ways to get into like that, so go to the Bernie Sanders website and donate to COVID-19 relief, for crying out loud, if you can, if not, uh, I totally understand, because, well, shit, you know, I'm mm -hmm. Teddy Stigma, that's it. Thank you so much for killing us, Teddy. Thank you, Teddy. Yeah. We will see you when the apocalypse is over, hopefully at Mayhem again for more wrestles. Keeping our fingers crossed. Obviously, we're not going to have an April 19th show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a major bummer. Yeah, totally. But hey, guys, we'll, 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 we'll keep on keeping on. I'll see you all around. See you, see yeah. you after the apocalypse. <laughs> I haven't seen you since the plague. <laughs> oh that's gonna be fun <laughs> oh dude well this quick note like i as as serious as all things are like i do encourage what teddy said please donate if you can if you can't uh blood banks are running very low so if you're a healthy person at least and you feel like you can get out and donate some blood that's something i'd recommend to help um but seriously okay. if, if you had a stow too um there's a, a huge nationwide mask shortage and a lot of seamstresses i know are just making masks for um you know like responders and stuff so if you know how to sew that would also be a really awesome use of your time definitely and i was just say the one thing i'm really looking forward to um especially with stuff like mayhem on mills is that whenever we can get back to doing this whenever we can get back to doing what we love that first month of shows is going to be the most cathartic, amazing feeling on the planet. Like the crowds are going to be there and everyone I know is going to go two fucking hundred. Mm -hmm. Oh, so hard. 
you're right, dude. We're gonna pack. Oh man, mayhem. Oof. That parking lot doesn't oh. doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a parking lot show because I think there'd be too many for an orange. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Let's so, all, let's all look forward. What? All right, so let's call it a wrap on this one, and uh, we'll drop some socials real quick. You can find Demon Road Diaries on Instagram and Facebook by just searching Demon Road Diaries. You can find the Coda at We Are the Coda on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pro Wrestling Peace. Uh, you can find me personally, Caden Green, at Music City KG on Twitter and Music City Messiah on Instagram. Rios? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Best Bad Guy in the World. You can find me on Twitter at Word One, One Bad Rios, O N E, at, uh, on Twitter. Chels? You can find me on Instagram as Durden says, Twitter as the Durden says, because an inactive Twitter account took Durden says. I'm going to fight him over it. All right. Well, that's it. So thank you, Ted. We will um, see you soon. And um, uh, what do they say at the end of um, in the, the, the Hunger Games? May the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. By the way, I'm glad we got through an entire podcast without talking about Tiger King. Oh, yeah. I'm not watching that shit. (laughs) For a minute there, I thought we weren't going to talk about COVID-19, but we did. That's okay. (laughs) We (laughs) can keep it a little bit so people know that bitch, Carol Baskin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Catch you later, cool cats and kittens. All right. Godspeed. Peace. Dink.